Welcome to another episode of More Happy Life, the podcast that will teach you how to trigger upward spirals of health and happiness in your life. I'm Andy Proctor, a happiness activist whose goal is to make your life more happy with science-backed strategies and powerful interviews. If you enjoy this episode, share it and let me know by tapping the stars in the reviews. Okay, welcome back to another episode of More Happy Life. This is your host, Andy Proctor. Today, we are going to do something a little different. We usually have been interviewing a lot of really amazing people. Some awesome episodes in the last, gosh, couple of months, uh, and it's been so cool to see um, the the caliber of people that have been uh, on the show. I mean, New York Times bestsellers, gold medal Olympians, um, you know, psychologists, uh, TED speakers. It's just so exciting. I love it. And um, I've been loving interviewing other people. And today I just wanted to kind of share some things that are a little bit more just for me, a, a kind of a solo episode. And I'm going to turn this in also into a blog post. Um, but I also wanted to just share this uh, with, uh, with the podcast listeners, um, and, uh, share some things that I've just really felt strongly about that have really helped me, especially during this time of pandemic and just lots of crazy stuff going on in the world. And so, um, I think if we can help to increase meaning in our life, um, it can help us get through the really hard stuff. We can actually live longer. Um, we can be healthier. Uh, there's actually a lot of really interesting research that shows that we can live longer and be healthier uh, when we actually have meaning in our life. And some of these things that I share today do come from a book from Emily Esfahani Smith. Um, I mean, it's from lots of stuff, but she has an awesome book if you guys want to check it out and TED Talk too. Um, called The Power of Meaning, and she talks about four pillars of meaning. And so we kind of talk about some of those uh, throughout some of these um, points today. So I hope that you can just really enjoy um, this and take something to action today that that is from this list. So there's going to be six things that I share, six strategies to that I think are really powerful to help increase meaning in your life. So we're going to go ahead and dive right in. Okay, so the first one is to decrease regret by just taking action. I mean, taking action, I think, is is huge. Um, I just had an amazing uh, guest on my on my uh, show last week, uh, Mauro Gatti. He's the the um, the creator of <laughs> the Happy Broadcast, and he's an artist, and he's an amazing person, and he just um, is create using his artistic skills to um, to help share positive news. And one of the things that he said is that there will always be hope as long as there is action. And so I think when we start to lose hope and we start to um, lose the sense of meaning in our life, I think we um, can can really be discouraged and it can be really difficult. So I think we can decrease that discouragement and and hopelessness by just taking action. Uh, just like, uh, you know, I think a lot of the people who are like, have regrets at the end of their life, um, 
a lot of the regrets come from not taking action. So, uh, so what's something you can just do today to decrease the regret that you would have in the future? That's a question that I would ask. Um, so here are the top five regrets of the dying. Maybe you've seen this before um, on my Instagram or, you know, in, in other areas, but like, what are the top five regrets of the dying? Well, I'll just share them with you. So first um, is, I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself rather than the life that others expected of me. Um, the second one is, I wish I hadn't worked so hard, which I think that means, you know, I wish I wouldn't have just prioritized work above everything else, right? Um, and then the third one is, I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. That's pretty, that's pretty important, right? Uh, how hard is it to do that sometimes? I think it can be really hard. Uh, I, the, the fourth one is, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. How many of you wish that you were in touch with your friends right now? Why don't you reach out to those people? Um, I wish I had let myself be happier. Wow, I love that one. I mean, obviously, I think that one is huge. And I think there's so many things you can do to, to help yourself to be happier. And that's what, I, that's what I teach about on this podcast and on my Instagram and website everywhere. So um, reach out to me if you want help with that one. Um, I can absolutely um, help you, coach you through some of the things that will really increase your happiness, which one of them is in improving meaning. So, um, so what can you do to connect with your friends more often? Like I was saying, how can you arrange your life to work less and have work be less of a priority um, how can you be more of yourself right how can you be more authentic to yourself uh, what are you doing to express your true feelings how are you deliberately adding to your levels of happiness those are some questions i just kind of want to leave with you um, with this specific first one of decreasing regret by taking action okay so the second one Commit to something, so commit something to your life list. Okay, so I have a list um, that is growing. <laughs> uh, I used to have what I called a bucket list, but now after hearing about um, Stacy Taniguchi's uh, 100 life list, it just inspired the heck out of me. Um, and I changed the name to my life list instead of it being you know, this bucket list instead of the focus being on death, right? But I, I try to put the focus on it being life. Like, what is my life list? What um, what do I want to live for, not just avoid death for, right? Uh, so here's a few things that I put on my life list. So I have two different categories in the life list. One is uh, to, like, the to accomplish category. And then the other one is the to experience category. So in the to accomplish category, uh, I'll just share some things from you. So um, to get a doctorate degree, it's something I'm working on right now. <laughs> and um, I, I want to I wanna get a PhD. Um, my last name is Proctor. How cool would it be to be Dr. Proctor, right? <laughs> uh, so I think it's kind of nerdy, but it, if nothing else, that would make my students smile or anybody who I teach. So uh, that's on my to accomplish list. Uh, I want to write a lastingly relevant book, like not just any book, 
but a book that's going to like last for a while, right? Like something that you can pick it up today and it's meaningful. You can pick it up and and it's helpful, right? And you can pick it up in 10 years or 20 years or 50 years and it's still meaningful, helpful, and good. Um, So yeah, and uh, another one is I want to deliver a TED Talk, a really good TED Talk. Maybe that'll be kind of hand in hand with a book. I want to teach over uh, 10,000 students about how to thrive in life. It's one of the reasons why I want to get a PhD. Um, and whether it's online or in person, I want to like teach at least 10,000 students about that and positive psychology. I want to, I want to give my mom a home to live in. So that'll come with, you know, some a little bit more financial stability. Um, but not, I mean, you know, there's things you can do. Um, to to make these types of things happen so that's something that i really want to want to help with uh, and accomplish i want to become a black belt in some martial art (laughs) uh i just think it would be cool um so yeah and i um in my to experience category uh i want to experience being a dad i'm not a dad yet i'm married we don't have any kids we have a guinea pig um, an actual like guinea pig. Um, and so, uh, we, I, I would like to, to experience being a dad. I want to experience, uh, the summer Olympic games in person. I've always wanted to, I was a track guy back in the day and I just always have wanted to experience the Olympics in person and, um, never have. So I think that's something that I'd love to do before, the end. So uh, I want to experience a photographic tour where I literally circumnavigate the globe. How cool would that be? Um, I want to thank J.K. Rowling in person. Like her books, specifically the Harry Potter books, even no matter how much controversy is going on around her stuff or whatever right now, um, have just changed my life. I, I it's so good, such such good stuff. So. I, I want to, I know that's kind of, kind of far-fetched. It seems like it, but really, like, if I really wanted to do it, I could do that. So I'd love to thank her in person. Um, I want to swim next to a whale. I mean, that would be so amazing, right? Uh, so I also want to um, experience a bioluminescent beach, um, at night and be able to like shoot that with my camera. So I, I'm a photographer too. It's kind of more of a hobby photographer. And I just really want to experience that. Um, I've never seen that in person. And I think it'd be so cool to both see it in person, but also to, you know, um, be able to shoot that and capture that on, on a digital camera. That'd be so, so amazing. So, you know, your list is going to be different than my list. Um, but what I have found that as I contemplate these experiences and these accomplishments that I want to have in my life, it makes me more excited to be alive. And it brings meaning to the struggle in my life because there are definitely struggles, right? I'm sure you guys have struggles too. Um, but having these things that to live for can help bring meaning and have a more positive narrative around the, 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 the hardships in your life. And the hard stuff becomes a little bit less hard because I'm headed towards something, right? I'm not just avoiding the stuff that's, that I, that's bad, but I'm headed towards something. I have meaning. There's a purpose to it, right? 
uh, which is one of the, the, the pillars of meaning. So uh, there's a really, really powerful book called The Happiness of Pursuit that I love. I highly recommend it. And in this book, the author often talks about what he calls um, a life-affirming quest and how important it is to have a life-affirming quest. So I think that it's so important. So what I guess what I would ask you is your life-affirming quest. What is your life-affirming quest? Do you have one right now? Or are you just kind of like floating along? Like there's no judgment. I've definitely had some moments in my life where I have been kind of floating along. <laughs> uh, but no matter what your job is or your current vocation, like adding something to your life list can be a huge catalyst for a life-affirming quest and make you more uh, or make your life more meaningful. So if you have things to live for, you will be more likely to live. Um, my grandmother, uh, she just passed away in December of last year and she was a hundred years old. <laughs> I was like always super proud of, 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 of telling people about how old my grandma was and she had stuff to live for. She was constantly filling her life with purpose. Right. And, um, and, and these life affirming quests, um, even all the way till the end. And I really, really appreciate that. So um, that's those are some things um, that I think really can help us to live longer. And I mean, research shows that um, we live longer. We will actually live longer if we have a purpose. Um, you can. I think it's like up to seven years, seven extra years of life can be added to your life if you just simply have a purpose, something to live for. So that's really, really important. And it's one of the pillars of meaning that Emily S. Fahani Smith talks about in her book as well, which I think is awesome. Okay, so the third thing uh, is to educate yourself. Okay, so one of, another one of the top regrets of the dying, it wasn't in the list of Brownie Ware that's like super famous right now, um, going around all over the place of the regrets of the dying. It's not in that list, but it's in... Um, the the research right um when people went and did research on the, the regrets of the dying and gathered all these different um you know uh regrets one of the other regrets the top regrets was education and not getting enough education or not getting the education that you really wanted that you really wanted to to get you know so for me for example like, I mean, I got my college education, my, my undergraduate bachelor's degree, but I never got, but I didn't go further than that. So I wanted to keep moving forward in that. And that's one of the reasons why I want to get a doctorate degree. So, um, I mean, there are, it is so, there's so much that you can learn right now. So much information on the internet. There's so many resources, dozens of online resources to move your education forward. Even, um, you know, during the little non-deliberate moments during your day, right? And um, so I just, I think that um, your life will improve as you add to yourself, right? And um, studies show uh, that you'll see your life as much more meaningful if you spend time learning something new, uh, like a new skill or a musical instrument or something like that, um, than if you just like watch a TV show, uh, 
that you enjoy. And I, I, you know, there's nothing against TV shows that you enjoy, but if you want to increase meaning in your life, like actually increase meaning, um, it's not necessarily going to be the path of least resistance. So I think education is such a great way to add meaning to your life and to really add to yourself, right? Like add to yourself. Like I, um, one thing I just barely taught myself, uh, how to play the cello. I didn't teach just myself how to play the cello, but I did just learn how to play the cello, (laughs) which was amazing. And, um, it was really hard. It was difficult to do. Um, and I, I had to work really hard at it, but I, um, I'm so glad I did. Um, because now it's not just that I'm, you know, a, it's not just that, that I'm educating myself, but like I am a cellist, right? Like it added to my identity, which was so meaningful for me. So I just think it's awesome to educate yourself and, um, it really can add to your sense of meaning in, in life. So highly recommend that. The fourth thing that I want to talk about is to join a church or community or become a raving fan. Okay, so belonging is one of the pillars of meaning and uh, being a part of a community really helps to build the sense of belonging. So some people are very religious and love being a part of a religious and spiritual or spiritual community. Um, I just actually took part in a global event for the church that I belong to that was virtual, but that really made me feel a sense of belonging to something bigger than myself. Uh, even when I was just engaging with it virtually, there were you know, hundreds of thousands of people who were also watching the same event and listening to, and trying to be inspired. And, and I, you know, was able to, um, to really, uh, feel like I belong to something bigger than, than myself, which was really, really powerful, uh, power, powerful experience for me. Um, I'm a part of a greater positive psychology community and I love gathering with others who feel called to help the world become a happier place. I feel very called to that. And tonight I'm actually gathering together with some of my fellow positive psychology activists who are also just like very engaged in this, uh, which I'm so excited. They, they are my tribe. It feels like a family where I belong. And so uh, you know, if you, if you haven't found your tribe, start trying to join communities and, and really go be a part of them and, and belong to it, you know, uh, donate to it, serve in it, be a part of something that is bigger than yourself. It really, really helps that sense of meaning. It really does. Um, that, you know, we're just not used to this solo living or this, this living in a, in a, in a bubble of single bubble. And we, we, we evolved in tribes, right. And villages and, um, being a part of this village and this tribe, having a role within the village and the tribe, like it's so core to our essence of who we are. So make sure you do that. Um, try to join something, be a part of something. And, uh, and I mean, one thing that I, I think you can do that I think anybody can almost do um, is, you know, I've never been a huge fan of really any sports team. I'm not really like a sports, your stereotypical like sports guy. 
but I've definitely felt the exhilaration from being a part of the roaring crowd, right? Like in 1997, when the Jazz played the Bulls in the NBA Finals, I was like in seventh grade. <laughs> and I was like so excited. And I was also so devastated when the Jazz lost. And so I was like a huge Jazz fan for like two years. Uh, or like, uh, you know, maybe 10 years ago or so when Jimmer Fredette was leading BYU to the Final Four in March Madness. It was just like so exciting. And when I was cheering for Team USA at the Penn Relays uh, Carnival in uh, Pennsylvania and Philadelphia, where USA, the you know, raced against teams from all across the world, it was a magical feeling, you know, to cheer for a team that I loved, and to feel like I am from the United States, or I am, you know, from a, a BYU Cougar, or I am a Jazz fan, or whatever, right? Like. That's it's it's really beautiful, and there's something deeply meaningful about it. That really, and they're, they're, they've actually done studies. Barbara Friedrichsen is such a nerd crush of mine, and she has done some awesome studies of of awe and of of this kind of increase of oxytocin when you are cheering in a crowd, right? Like I think it's like oxytocin, serotonin. All kinds of things happen um, when you are like in sync, like you're synchronized. And she calls it positivity resonance. Um, and you can go to her website to learn more about it. I think it's like positivityresonance.com or .org. I'd have to double check. Um, but so powerful when you are in sync with a bunch of other humans because you are all cheering for the same thing. It's really, really cool. Maybe you've already experienced that. Or even a concert, right? Like, be, be like a raving fan of some amazing band or something. I mean, that can really be an amazing experience. I know right now uh, in 2020, uh, you know, here we are at the end of 2020, and it's it's kind of hard to go to a concert right now <laughs> because of because of global events. Um, but, you know, that's not going to last forever. It's going to come back for sure no matter what, like it, there's going to be, it'll, it'll happen, right? I'm optimistic, even though it feels like the end of the world right now, it's not. And like, we're going to get it back. Um, so, you know, pick a band that you just love and like, start thinking about like, what's some concert that you want to go to. So that's something that I can absolutely guarantee you is going to help increase that sense of meaning in your life. Whether you participate in a church or a community or you know, just pick a team or a band, you know, to root for, to just be a raving fan of, you know, like wear the t-shirts, like whatever, like get a, get a beanie or whatever, like from your, whatever you belong to, you know, and it's going to increase your sense of belonging, which is a pillar of meaning. So that is something that I highly, highly recommend. Uh, the fifth thing I would say is Friendiversaries. Okay, this is a fun one. Um, uh, just a short note on this, which is that uh, I've really loved um, being able to um, celebrate friendship with some of my friends, especially my new friends. Um, and some of my old friends too. I have a friend, Bethany, actually, who <laughs> we, we, uh, we met like, gosh, I think it was like 18 years ago in Walmart in the fan aisle, 
<laughs> because we were again college students, like looking for fans because it was so blasted hot in Southern Virginia and humid that like you gotta have a fan in your dorm room. So we were like looking for fans in Walmart and we we met and like we've been friends ever since and she's like such like a dear friend to me. Anyways, and um just like I feel like I belong to this like friendship with my friend. <clears throat> Starts getting a little bit emotional. Maybe I should send this to Bethany so she can know how much I think she's awesome. Anyways, so celebrate your friend anniversary. When did that happen, right? For me and Bethany, I think it was like August of 2002. I don't remember the exact date, but like I think I picked one, right? And or we picked one, and then we get it. We can celebrate that that friend anniversary um, every year, right? Um, and I have I have a bunch of friend anniversaries with my friends uh, where we get together and just like an anniversary with somebody that you you know uh, that you are dating or you're married to or whatever, like you you pick a friend anniversary, go do something amazing, right? Like celebrate your friendship and really make it special. Like just as if you were gonna make an anniversary special, make a friend anniversary really special too. So that's something that can really add meaning because belonging to to a friendship can really, really build meaning in your life. So highly recommend it. Friends are something that I'm I'm hoping to study during my, my doctorate studies, uh, friendship, adult friendship specifically. But um, friends are such a big part of happiness that I could, I have actually done other episodes on just this, this topic and I will continue to talk about relationships and friendships forever as long as I am a positive psychology uh, enthusiast, which I don't think that'll ever end. So that is the fifth thing. The sixth thing, okay, that I want to talk about is, is, is really personal to me as well, which is to connect to the infinite, connect to something bigger than yourself, connect to some higher power, you know, whether you believe in God or whatever it is, right, for you, spirituality, religion, could be a vehicle for that for you. Uh, whatever that is, you know, connect to something that is infinite, that is big, that is huge, that is that is that is greater than you can understand, right? Um, there's a really um, awesome experience that I just recently had, which was about a month ago. I went on a trip to the giant redwood forest of Northern California. Uh, which was one of the things on my life list was to hug the tallest tree on earth, which that's where it is. Uh, this tree is actually named Hyperion and it's over 380 feet tall. It's taller than the um, Big Ben. It's taller than uh, the, the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> so it's 800 years old. And it was this amazing experience to go and find this tree, walk up this creek in my shoes and soaking wet and uh finally find this tree that was not well marked there were no signs that led to it i just had to kind of follow the breadcrumbs from national geographic and other other people who've who've gone but they tried to keep it a secret where this tree is and and it was amazing it was a very fulfilling experience to to find it but then to go and be with it like be present with this tree touch this tree you know, and, 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 and it was amazing. It was one of the most beautiful experiences of my life. Uh, I, you know, I found myself connecting to something 
ancient. And in these forests, right, these forests among these groves of ancient trees, thousands of these giant ancient trees, I mean, some of them are like so, so old. I found myself connecting to this ancient living thing. I took my shoes off. I walked barefoot in the forest and I just listened. You know, most of the trees were so tall that I couldn't even see the top of them. And it hurt my neck to try <laughs> to see the top of them. Uh, all of them were too wide to reach all the way around, even when me and my wife both connected hands. This experience was transcendent for me, where I was able to spend time with living creatures that were, in some cases, over 3,000 years old. I mean, it was amazing. It was a phenomenal experience. Um. So if it's nature for you, which that for me was a beautiful, beautiful experience for me, connecting to the infinite, um, connecting to a higher power, connecting to nature, something that is beautiful and awe-inspiring. In nature, it happens for sure for me. I I have also had experiences connecting to what I believe is a powerful being that transcends our existence, Uh, you know, For me, I guess I would call it God. Um, I'm still kind of exploring exactly how I believe and what what that is for me. Um, But I was raised to believe in an embodied God, Um, and I think I I think I do believe that currently um, in this this God, this this figure um, who who is like like. Uh, in in the likeness and, and image, I guess you could say of 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 humans, um, and I believe that that God is is loving, and that is, that that God is full of joy, um, and that God really wants to wants us to be happy. He wants me to be happy. And so I've had experiences with this God that I believe in. Uh, there's been uh, like benevolent coincidences is what I'd like to call them that have happened to me that caused me to ask, why me? Like not in a negative way, like, oh, why me? But like in a really positive and grateful way, like why me? A positive why me? I know I'm I'm totally a privileged white male, but I also know that there are other things out there um, that have happened to me that have nothing to do with any of that and that are that are just beyond my comprehension and power uh, things so intimate and personal that there is no way it could just be confirmation bias in social psychology right or coincidence like it's this really powerful positive coincidences that are personalized and that I think why would that even happen why would it even happen um, that to me just, it, it, they blow my mind. It's, it hasn't, I haven't really had a ton of these things happen to me in a while. Um, but I just believe in this kind of positive force of, of benevolence that is greater than myself. I don't know how to explain it, but it's kind of like, um, if you've ever seen the movie Contact, 
where Ellie Carraway, she's this scientist, right? She goes into space, and um, I don't want to ruin it for you, but basically, yeah, I'm just going to ruin it for you. Spoiler alert, if you want to watch Contact, <laughs> this is, it's been out for forever, so whatever. Uh, so she is this scientist, and she's totally atheist. She doesn't believe in God, um, and uh, she just wants to find life, right? She's on this... Um, uh, search for extraterrestrial intelligence or something like the SETI team. And uh, they they point their satellites to try to find some sort of intelligent life out there. And they do. They find, and this is all based off of a Carl Sagan book. Um, and they find this like mathematical message from, from space, from the star named Vega. And um, they don't know why it came. They don't know where it came from or whatever. And she go. She, you know, ultimately, long story short, she's able to get into this like spaceship that they sent a message of how to create that takes her to through this like wormhole, and um, you know, shoots her to distant galaxies. And, but like, when she got back, she, it looked like she just fell through this spaceship, like thingy and there was no actual evidence that that there was there was the, any sort of space travel right even though you know i mean there's always like this this theory of like einstein rosenbridge and all this stuff that she could have gone through and you know it could have transcended the time or whatever you know and but like she was gone for, I guess, approximately 18 hours in her mind or in her existence. And, um, and they only saw it as like, maybe like a split second. Right. And so there was no proof. And she had to like testify in this court case about how she had this experience. And to them, it was, it, it, it was just delusion, right? It was, uh, like psychosis or something. And, um, but to her, it was real. And she before was this atheist that, that was always looking for proof. You could not fully scientifically, like you could not prove any of that. Right. And she admitted that. And she said, no, even if I can't prove it, I can't deny it. And that's how I feel. I think, um, with this, like I've struggled sometimes with my beliefs, actually a lot in the last year, four years, five years of my life because of things that have happened to me and my wife, but I just, uh, I can't deny it. I can't deny the fact that there is some sort of benevolent power that really does care about me. And whatever that is for you, you know, whether you're atheist or, you know, a Gnostic theist or agnostic atheist or whatever you are, like, I I wholly fully respect you first of all and your journey and, and your beliefs and I also just think there's so much meaning that comes from connecting to the infinite so whether that's nature for you uh, or contemplation of the vast cosmos right or playing praying to uh, praying to some higher power you believe in do something to invoke awe in your life okay this is going to upgrade your well-being and improve your health you're going to be endowed with energy and purpose to move forward towards your life-affirming quest, and you're going to find peace and positivity to craft a narrative for your life that will fill you up. And as you're filled, you will be able to connect to and serve other people around you 
from a place of abundance. So I hope that this has helped you. I really believe in these things. I think that really building meaning is one of the best ways to increase your happiness, to have a more happy life. If you want to have a little bit more happiness today, do some of these things. Just as a review, decrease regret by taking action. Commit to something, to, commit something to your life list, right? Your bucket list, your life list, whatever you want to call it. Educate yourself. Increase, add something to you, to yourself, okay? Um, education is a really easy way to do that. Join a community or a church or become a raving fan of, you know, a sports team or a, or a band or something. Uh, friendiversaries we talked about. And the sixth thing is connecting to the infinite. So I hope this helped you. If so, please leave a review in, in the, the reviews. Um, I know it takes some effort to do that, but it seriously helps people to find this podcast. And um, I just, there's so many amazing things that I want to share with people on this podcast, interviews from people who are just are amazing people and things like this today that I hope can be helpful for you. So please uh, share this uh you know, send me an email if you if you really liked it, Andy at morehappylife.co. Uh, if you want to um, increase meaning in your life and you're really struggling and not knowing how to do that, even beyond, like if you look at these and listen to these things and you're like, you know, I just don't know how to make that happen or I need somebody to help me to do that, reach out to me. I'm a coach. I can help you. Um, if I can't help you, I'll find somebody who can. I'll help you, you know, connect to other people who are more of a fit for you. But I'd love to be um, your coach if you if you are looking for a coach. And I hope that this can be the next step for you. I hope that today you take this and you say that was it. This was the this was the sign I was waiting for. <laughs> All right. If you need something to push you to do something that will add meaning to your life this is it like to do it today. It's, it's time. Okay. So, um, if you do so, please let me know. I'd love to hear your story of how you're increasing your meaning in your life, adding to your purpose, connecting to the infinite, you know, uh, connecting to people and belonging to communities, whatever it is you're doing, increasing your education and adding to your life list. Reach out to me. I'd love to hear what's on your life list be so neat and meaningful for me to to know that too so thanks so much for listening once again and i really hope that i see you soon or uh you know come back soon listen to the more happy life podcast we got some amazing episodes coming up with some really really great people uh from uh researchers on you know uh, decreasing depression without medications um and the science behind that how doing that carefully um uh, amazing podcasters, um, mindfulness experts, uh, talking about the language of happiness, people who are studying incredible things about, you know, belonging, um, an Olympian that's coming on the show. So we've got some amazing stuff coming up. Um, a, th- a therapist too, really cool interview with a therapist, um, uh, Julie Dazavito Hanks, who's going to talk about boundaries and um, how to heal from uh, generational trauma. Uh, so such awesome stuff. I hope to have you coming back. Thanks for listening today. And I really do hope this helped you to have a more happy life.
I really hope this episode helped you to have a more happy life today. If you enjoy this episode, share it and let me know by tapping the stars in the reviews. You can also find me on Instagram at morehappylife or by going to morehappylife.co. Thanks for listening and see you soon.